0: Snuff production. Good morning sports fans and welcome to a new week on Australia's number one daily sports news podcast, The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan and this is your Fast Fun hit of Sport for Monday the 31st of July. Today, now it's the English praying for rain in the fifth and final ashes test, the diamonds show no mercy to a minnow nation and let's give it up for our Aussie superfish one last time. But first, <coughs> Australians. I begin today with a call to arms. Because tonight at 8pm on the field of the Melbourne Rectangular Stadium, we unite against a common enemy. That's right, it's us versus Canada. Those damn ice hockey-loving, maple leaf-waving, Celine Dion-listening Canucks are the only thing that stand between our beloved Matildas getting out of the group stage of the FIFA Women's World Cup. We beat Ireland, we lost to Nigeria, and now the equation is simple. Win tonight and we go through to the knockout stages. Lose... And we could be staring at one of the greatest sporting anti-climaxes our country has ever witnessed. Obviously, extremely disappoint- disappointed. I think this was a massive opportunity for us that we've obviously let slide, but it's tournament football and this sort of thing happens. Uh, it was definitely not our best performance. Captain Steph Catley speaking after the shock loss to Nigeria. But take heart, Australia, and strap yourself in Canada because the Matilda's most fearsome soldier who's been missing from the battle so far returns to the lineup tonight. Yeah, I feel good. I mean, it's going to go down to the wire. Um, I'm definitely going to be available, but how we decide to use that is, you know, not to be given to the opposition, I think is the main thing. Sam Kerr has declared herself available for selection, having missed the first two group games with a calf strain. And the good news continues with rising star Mary Fowler also back on deck, having missed the loss to Nigeria with a concussion. So really, there are no excuses for Tony Gustafson and his team when they take on the reigning Olympic gold medalist tonight. We're either good enough... But we're not. I believe in this team. So do I, and so should you. So, my fellow Australians, pour out your maple syrup, burn your Justin Bieber CDs, and if you see a moose on the street, go up and kick it right in its big, stupid face. Um... Because tonight, for one night only, we hate Canada. Do you believe in miracles? With just one day to play in the fifth and final Ashes Test of the series, Australia is standing on the brink of a double miracle. After being saved by the rain in the fourth test, Australia have already retained the Ashes, but suddenly the Aussies are a chance to win them. Kawaja with a little shimmy down the pitch, and then he just holds his shot nicely. And it's back-to-back boundaries down the ground for Australia. Warner first, Kawaja second. Australia were facing a record run chase of 384 to claim victory in the fifth test at the Oval. But thanks to an unbeaten opening partnership between Usman Khawaja and David Warner, Australia now only require 249 runs on the final day to A, claim a miracle victory, and B, miraculously keep David Warner's test career alive a little longer. Or just belt it over mid-off. Couple of bounces and away for a boundary. Good intent from David Warner into the 40s. The opening stand of 135 is the highest opening partnership of either team this series, and Warner has also posted his highest score of the series not out on 58. An effort that will likely see him maintain his spot at the top of the Aussie lineup into the summer. And while the day began in brilliant sunshine, can't forget it is England. Looks it's like rain. The rains came tumbling down and the day's play came to a premature close. And with Australia saddling in with a shadow completing the record run chase, England might be hoping the rain sticks around on day five. <laughs> While all eyes are firmly set on our women's national football team, the Matildas, as they look to keep their World Cup hopes alive tonight against Canada, let's not forget that there are another group of Aussie women who are chasing cup glory. Like like our netball team, the Diamonds, are flying high at the top of Group A, undefeated in their opening through group games as they look to claim a record 12th World Cup. But last night, they might have set back relations with one of our Pacific neighbours. They go to the triple, Ariang, off the post, and look who comes flying through. Courtney Bruce, she has been brilliant this game. So they come through the court, Conan, and for the first century of the games, for the Diamonds. Yep, you heard that right. Australia brought up a century in their game against Fiji last night, dismantling our island neighbours to 101-32 in a win that saw Australia top their group before moving on to the next stage of the tournament. And before we finish up today, we need to raise a glass of chlorinated water to the all-conquering Aussie swim team. The Swimming World Championships might have finished up yesterday in Fukuoka, Japan, but the golden glow lives on for the Dolphins, who put us on top of the aquatic world with their dominant performance over the two weeks. So, to recap... Australia is the king and queen of the 400metre freestyle. Look at this, this is a domination and it might be a world record as well. Ariane Titmus goes in, she's after the world record, she'll get it, she'll get it all right, a fantastic performance in a world record to Titmus. Despite the rise and rise of a couple of teenage phenoms, Ariane Titmus still rules the pool over 400 meters and 19 year- old Sam Short announced himself to the world claiming the men's title. And Sam was joined atop the podium by fellow men's swimmers, Sprint Kings, Kyle Chalmers and Cam McAvoy, who took out the 100 metre free and 50 metre free respectively. But these champs, if we're honest, it was all about the women. O'Callaghan and Titmus, the Aussies fighting it out. It's going to be O'Callaghan in a world record. Molly O'Callaghan write it down as the star to shine brightest at next year's Olympic Games in Paris after she claimed both the 200 metres and 100 metres women's freestyle events. And somehow, Molly wasn't even our best swimmer at the championships. McEwen, looking for a world record maybe. Kaylee, she's digging in for the fight. She might have got the better of Smith here. She's the greatest we've seen. And she's the undisputed backstroke champion of the world. Gold for Kaylee McEwen. Kaylee McEwen made history becoming the first ever swimmer to win the 50 metres, 100 metres and 200 metres backstroke at a single World Championships, helping Australia finish atop the medal tally with more golds than any other competing country, meaning. We are the champions, my and that is your fast one hit of sport for today. I'm Liam Flanagan. Catch you tomorrow on the scorecard. Up the Tillies. Listener.